Hey, 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 it is the uh, last one of these before the 4th of July uh, weekend. I'll I'll give you the choice here, Britt. Do we okay. start it up? Okay. Uh, cops in Oregon tell governor to fuck off. Uh, Alabama COVID jamboree or uh, Trump book leaving the station. I got to tell you, you can't go wrong with Sweet Home Alabama. Let's head there first. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's call this one up here. Home state of the great Forrest Gump and so many others. All right, so we have some college students, and this plays into what you were talking about initially on the previous Brad and uh, a Britcast, that, uh, the rumor, the conspiracy theory of uh, certain football teams, particularly ones located in the South, right. uh might be working hard to actually get their players exposed and then be able to what be immune but still be carriers and scare right. the shit out of other teams. I mean, it, they can it, be it, asymptomatic carriers, and since they're such young, young, strong people, they'll be fine. It's herd immunity. It's the herd immunity theory, which is based in really not a lot. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently at uh, the uh, the University of uh, Alabama, they'd have these parties. And uh, everyone would uh, throw in uh, a couple bucks here or there into the pot, and it would be a contest. The first person who tested positive gets all the money. Oh wow! I know. I know you're thinking. Oh come on! You know, that that that's too that's too stupid for words, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just too stupid for words. Well, it's uh, it's a real story. I I I I, I defy you to 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 just put in. Alabama college students into your Google, uh, then put coronavirus, all right? And, and you'll see that it's covered everywhere. I mean, there are too many of these kinds of stupid stories, uh, for us to actually be able to, to, uh, handle them. I mean, look, the, the story of the, the cops out in, in Oregon, it was just yesterday that the governor of Oregon, her name is Kate Brown, she issued the statewide, everyone has to wear a mask in public order. So the guy running the coffee shop, the assistant says to the police officers, could you please put on a mask? And the cop says, I'm not wearing, you know, fuck Kate Brown. I'm not wearing a mask. That's the name of the governor. And, and there, of course, there's a video, naturally. And at this moment, these police officers have been put on administrative leave. See, you and I work in the the world of uh, instant judgment, or at least we did. When you would sure. do something like that, sure, there there, there wasn't a discussion of uh, no. well, well, we'll suspend you for a couple days. You know, if, if you tell the caller to fuck off, you're done. It's here's what over. here's what happened. This is this this conversation never happened with me in, in any office anywhere. Huh, let's give the guy a little mercy. Let's give him a pass. That that never happened. Nobody ever said that ever in twenty whatever years that I was in radio for sure. Right. Right. So, I mean, and there's, there's just a million of these. They're, they're just everywhere. Um, this is the kind of – and by the way, the, the, the cops out in Oregon, they also were making the statement that, that we will not allow anyone to infringe on our civil liberties. So this cop who, you know, should be a, a scraping shit off the bottom of uh, public pools if he wants to serve the public, not being a police officer. Mm-hmm. This cop was trying to wrap the idea of civil liberties, which, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a broad area, but it has nothing, in my opinion, to do with public health measures enacted in the middle of a pandemic that could kill hundreds of thousands, maybe millions in this country if it is not stopped in its tracks right now. Uh, the order to wear a mask by a governor is not equivalent to uh, denying people their basic civil rights of uh, the right to a trial, the, the, the right to not be uh, harassed by people when they walk down the street, the right not to be shot at, the, the right uh, to, to not have someone put their knee on your neck and kill. It's not the same thing. The mask orders around are not the same thing. But we've got so many junior league constitutionalists now, like these cops, who think this is a civil liberties issue. I'm very pessimistic as we go into this weekend that uh, we're not going to come out on the other side in, in, in four days, and we'll be getting closer to the uh, 100,000 documented new cases a day more quickly than we can even imagine. We're at, what, 50,000 right now? And, of course, as you know, Britt, uh, many, many folks who study this say it's about a 1 to 10 ratio of cases that we know about versus total cases. So it easily could be a half million people a day are picking this up. All right? Let's, let's, let's say that's true. If it's a half million a day, then in three months, which is 90 days, that's another 45 million people. And that's if it doesn't keep growing exponentially. So... Um, we may not have to have an, a University of Alabama COVID party where people try to get the virus on purpose because we've got enough people, I think, in this country who are willing to, to go for it and don't give a shit about anyone else that I don't know if you can stop the train. What do you think? No, I, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. And I, I, I feel very badly based on that law enforcement story. The, the cops that are out there on the street right now that really care and are trying very hard to hang in there, protect their communities, it's, it's exceedingly hard for them. And shit like this makes it so much harder. It, it really is heartbreaking to see people who got into law enforcement for the right reasons and really I mean, I, I don't I don't know how one has that gene or has that mentality because it's a really hard job and it's been made exceedingly harder for the really good cops over the past month or so. I'm not and I, I'm not here to say that there weren't systemic problems because clearly that's the case. But there are a lot of cops out in the street who really want to do the right thing, and then these jagoffs do something like that. Well, it's see, it's unreal. Here, you're of course correct, but here. And, and again, this is a brand new story. It comes from the uh, Oregonian, the Portland, Oregon newspaper. So this is not some fly-by-night, uh, whack job, uh, publication that, that, uh, got the exclusive on this story. I would think, and just based on what you said, that every other police officer in that force would say, these guys should not be part of the police force anymore. There can't be any, well, you know, uh, let's think, they had a bad day. Uh, it could have happened to any, no, you, you gotta, you gotta clean up your own house here and you can't give people reasons to take to the streets in tens of thousands in major cities and small cities around the country to say police forces need to be defunded because you're all bad. They're not all bad, but no. boy, these kinds sure make you look bad, and it sure looks even worse if you've got a police union boss who looks like fucking Jimmy Hoffa's 
fourth son mm-hmm. always coming on TV. Isn't it unbelievable how those every police uh, union boss sounds? Oh my God, every one of them. They're like out of a. It's like out of an, uh, a Cagney movie or some shit. <laughs> oh, okay, Cagney said, "No, you're you're too rough. We can't yeah, use you." Really Scorsese right? said, "No, you're, you're beyond the typecast." Right. This is, this is a story that I saw from the Daily Beast, uh, and it's about the title is Florida hospitals are flooded with partying younger people. Uh, a, a week ago, Jordan Rodriguez and his fiance met up with two friends for tacos, chicken wings, and pictures of beer at a local pub in Pembroke Pines. One of several outings the 38-year-old has enjoyed since Florida reopened for business back in May. Uh, little did he know that the coronavirus was likely get, uh, already gestating inside him. The following morning, Rodriguez felt lousy when he woke up. Initially, he chalked up to a few too many beers, but as the days progressed, he wasn't feeling better. He drove to the emergency room of the Cleveland Clinic, Florida, in nearby Weston, where he took a rapid test, confirming he was positive for the coronavirus. His fiance and his two friends got tested as well, but came up negative. Since that day, he said, I felt no symptoms. I checked my temperature regularly. It hasn't gone up, but I've been quarantined in my bedroom. The point is you got kids in florida that are just going out and partying going to the emergency room getting tested getting treated whatever they go back and they go right back to partying that's what's happening in florida right now and that's part of the reason that you're seeing record cases almost every day five of the last eight days we've had record new cases and, and I mean, it's, it's 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 really headed uh in the wrong direction now uh, we, we we could beat this for for another half hour. can i just do a little happy talk here for a moment yeah, I need some. I would love uh, to have some happy talk right now. A little happy talk. And, you know, I uh, I was born in Ohio, um, went to school there most of the time, went to universities there, and lived in Cleveland for, for, for several years. And I did not know, I have to admit this, I did not know that the great Chef Boy R.D. was from uh, Cleveland. Yeah. I, I, was, I actually, there, I think his house is like a landmark up there. Yeah, I, I'm a, I, Now, there is a petition going around right now that uh, you can sign it, and they want the Christopher Columbus statue, the one that's in Cleveland, to be replaced by a Chef Boyardee oh, statue. On. Now, this come isn't uh, – th- and uh, uh, this is in uh, the Little Italy neighborhood of – yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, they've got uh, about 3,000 signatures on it right now. Chef Boyardee uh, came from Italy at age 16. He moved to Cleveland to open a restaurant. His sauce was so popular that, well, of course, we know where that all led. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, they changed the spelling on his name. Because uh, it was like Boyardee or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like too ethnic. So, so they, they, it's spelled on the can- B-O-Y-A-R-D-E-E because, you know, Americans don't like those ethnics all that much. Okay. Well, so when you're, particularly, Ita- <laughs> particularly Italians, you don't want any of those guys. Yeah. So but when boy, you're going Christopher, see- Christopher Columbus has taken it up the ass everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's not just really. getting killed. I mean, they even, they're even taking him down in Columbus. I was Do- joking about this on my no. Facebook page two weeks ago. I was joking about it. They're going to rename the city and i think you're certainly right about that do you remember the episode of the sopranos where some of the local native americans were trying to uh, yeah. organize protests on columbus day and tony and his goons went down and beat them up? <laughs> <laughs> apparently there are there are a lot of italian americans that take that very personally i don't know if that generation generationally has survived but apparently it's seen as a personal affront to many italian americans yeah. I mean, when I first saw the headline, I said, oh, boy, oh, real funny, Chef Boyardee. Why not Chef Bobby Flay? And then I read the story. <laughs> it turns out it's, it sounds, it's legit. 
<laughs> now, Chef Boyardee, not Christopher Columbus, but then on the other hand, Chef Boyardee didn't didn't kill Native Americans and no. all the other terrible as things. As far as we know, as far as <laughs> I just that's throw true. That you know what? There needs to be an investigation. I don't I don't know if the man ever used a racial slur or not. I don't know if there's any of that. I don't, you remember Papa John? One of his one of Papa John's excuses for uh, being awful on one of the conference calls was, "Well, you know, Harlan Sanders he used the N word." Motherfucker, Harlan <laughs> Sanders was born like an eighteen. 88 or something. What are you right. doing? What, right. <laughs> what? That was like. But are, are you? Uh, I, I wanted to get your take on this because uh, Dr. Rand Paul really had a great encounter with Dr. Fauci this week, and he's being dragged right. for it. Well, well, the, what are your thoughts on Dr. Rand Paul, our favorite senator from the Commonwealth of Kentucky? Well, first of all, he is a quack doctor. All right, <laughs> he is. No, he is. He is a quack. Well, let's it, dig deep on that because wait, is, wait, wait, it, yeah, go ahead. I mean, his accreditation yes. is fake. That's correct. His accreditation as an ophthalmologist is is not like the the eye doctor you go to right. or the one that I go to. And, and what he, happened was he, he, he kind of made up his own credentialing. He did. He, uh, there, there's yeah. a board, obviously, like for any other doctor, and you get certified. He wouldn't or didn't or couldn't get certified by that board, so he created his own board to certify himself. That's what happened. Right. And and and, and Rand Paul is is one of the godfathers of the. Um, if you just say positive things, we'd all feel better. He He's really on board with that. And so he's lecturing Fauci earlier this week because Fauci is, is trying to tell it like it is. And, uh, you know, we, we may be past the point of it, it just doesn't matter because, you know, the, the seeds are all planted all around the country and they're, they're blooming right now as, as we speak, and and healthcare systems are being overrun, and uh, you know, New York City was the uh, was the model that everyone was looking at, and uh, now we've got lots of little New York cities all over the country. Maybe maybe even worse because there are not going to be the um, they're not going to be all the supplies. There there there's not going to be able to be the same kind of push that occurred in the, the New York area and the New York hospital system in a lot of other cities. Um, and, and even a, a city as large as Houston is, is not going to have the resources that they were able to throw at New York at the time. And it may not matter anyway. If you get overrun, once you're overrun, you're kind of overrun. And at the same time, I think we always have to, to take it back to Trump, who uh, on Thursday morning, Never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity. He did it again. I don't know if you were watching this. This was at about uh, uh, 9.50 in the morning. The uh, financial markets opened at 9.30. The unemployment number came out an hour before that. And uh, it was initially thought of as really, really pretty good considering the situation that we're in. And uh, I have a problem with the the language that is usual four and a half million jobs were created last no they weren't fucking created they were not created these are mostly people going back crawling back to some jobs that were there in the first place that they they'd already lost that they'd been laid off from that's not a job creation number but okay i'll give it to you that's better than uh, four million jobs going in the other direction, but there's still tens of millions of people without a job. And uh, the unemployment figures 
are tabulated through the middle of the month. In other words, about June 15th or so, that's when the cutoff occurred, and then they tabulate it over the next two weeks, and we find out about it today, July 2nd. Now, anybody who isn't trying to spin for Donald Trump to get reelected would honestly acknowledge that the world today is 180 degrees different than it was on June 15th. The spikes occurred right after that. <laughs> We're right in the middle of them right now, are we not? Right. Well, we can't even really worry about all this this massive thing about the um, second wave that's coming in the fall because the first oh, wave the is fucking second. Rocking. We're not even close. We can't we're get to even... the we can't get to the encore because they haven't played Freebird yet. I mean, my God, we, we're they're, the, the first wave is rocking its ass off at the moment. Yeah, this, this is like worrying about uh, what's going to happen in the second half of the football game, and you're already behind thirty-eight to nothing, and there's only <laughs> seven minutes gone in the first quarter. So, I can't even. Don't, don't bring up shit about the. Uh, you know the, those players game. when they go in the fourth quarter, they hold up the fourth quarter, their four fingers like, "Hey, the fourth quarter belongs to us." Shit, we can't even get to the fourth quarter. We can't right. even make but I, it there. I'm telling you, I mean, today's numbers are they are so ancient history now. We are learning about them so late. I mean, they, they are three weeks behind, really, the reality. And three weeks ago, uh, assholes like uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida were still strutting their stuff and yeah. pointing their finger in your face. And, yeah, you said we were going to suffer a spike like New York. Get the fuck out of here, right? Well, now <laughs> it's, it's not that way. So to, to celebrate at, at any level what's going on in this economy right now, especially when we are weeks away, we are weeks away, maybe minutes away for some people, of unemployment benefits starting to, to run out, of uh, help with uh, their rent, where uh, landlords were given a, a, a three-month reprieve to a lot of people. That's ending right now. So um, if, if you've got millions, tens of millions of people who can't pay their rent, who are not going to be able to make their car payments, whatever is happening in the broad unemployment number is, is largely irrelevant because uh, we're starting from such a low base – and if you look at the uh, quote-unquote recovery so far and you compare it to other recoveries from recessions going back to World War II, uh, uh, here, here's what this one looks like. It looks like a, a straight line down and then a, a straight line back up about 20 to 25% of the length of the, the line down, okay? And that's where we are. And you look at other recessions – uh, even the deepest ones, even the one of 2008, 2009, they they went down, of course, not nearly as far as we've just gone down, not even close to, to uh, how far we've gone down in terms of unemployment. And the turn would come and there would be gradual recovery and it would take anywhere from six months to, to two years or more to get back to the original level of unemployment. Does anybody think, does anybody think that we're headed, considering where the coronavirus is right now, and the number of layoffs that are about to occur uh, occur all over the country, and the fact that uh, industries like airlines, which took the money and said, okay, we won't lay anybody off until uh, September. Well, September's going to come, and nobody's still going to want to fly, and they're going to lay off tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people from that industry 
does anybody think we're going to get a recovery? That it's it's not going to happen. It is right. not going to happen. So what's going to be the Trump uh, uh, administration response? Just lie. Okay, they're just going to lie about it. But people in their own lives know if they have a job or not. People in their own lives know if they've had to take a pay cut or not. People in their own lives realize that it's a it's a different world. And uh, Trump on Thursday morning gets out there, and because he's such an undisciplined, stupid person, he is unable to come out there and say what needs to be said, which is. We are glad that four to seven million people, it's actually hard to, to, to get the actual number, now have jobs that did not have them uh, a month or two ago. That's the, but our work has just begun. We need to, to, to keep our nose to the grindstone. If he, let, let me tell you something, and, and again, they don't want me to be their political consultant. I can guarantee you that. But today was the day that if Trump would have come out in a mask, yeah. And said, you know what? Things are tougher than, than, than anybody thought. And I've been for masks, you know, he could lie about it. He said, I've been for masks longer than anybody else, but we need to, to get this economy going. And the way to do it is to knock out this virus, the invisible enemy. And the best way to do it, say all the doctors, and I'm listening to them now. If I haven't listened before, I'm sorry. You know, he could have done this. Could have been his pivot day. You can do it on a day where there's good economic news, as it's interpreted by the markets. He could have done that. Of course, he didn't do that. Instead, and if you read the language that he uses, as usual, it's a word salad of grammatical insanity. Of, 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 of syntax from hell that makes no sense with bad verbs, bad adverbs, bad adjectives, just completely unable to be an articulate human being as he's saying this. But you can see when he's at these things and he starts to read a little statement and then he looks up and starts talking and the wheels are grinding and I got to get every grievance in there. I got to take a cheap shot at everybody in the, and I got to tell everybody what a great job we are doing and how this virus is under control and we've got it and blah blah he can't help himself he's that bad of a president that bad of a person and 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 this close to just melting down right there in front of you he can't even deliver good news in a way that would be helpful to him he can't do it i i i invite you to just take a look at 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 2 minutes Pick out any two minutes of what he said this morning. It's only 10 or 15 minutes, which, by the way, it should have been about three minutes. He should have just done the the positive thing and gotten off. But he keeps going and going and going. You know, when we watch these rallies and, you know, it'll be uh, 20 minutes in and we tune away and we come back a half hour later and we say to each other, he's still going. (laughs) He's still talking. And at at that point, he's into the repetition stage. He's into full grievance stage. He's bringing up Hillary Clinton. Yeah, he's, he's, and so that's what he did. He just blows it at, at every chance. And it was just dreadful today as always. Well, I, I know that this is, and you're going to probably groan at this, but Jesse Clinton said unironically, that she wishes that he had sold masks on the website because he could have saved a lot of people. If he would have made it a thing where it wasn't this political statement against him or whatever, and he could have had people wearing those stupid MAGA masks, at least he could have saved some lives. Britt, Britt, who said that? Who said that first? 
Chelsea well, Clinton or Brad Kranz? I think who Chelsea said, Clinton. Chelsea Clinton yeah, said it first. She's wrong. much smarter than you. She's yeah, much more wrong. accomplished. We, I said that three months ago. I said, this is his chance. I can't believe he doesn't walk out. This is when he was doing the stupid uh, afternoon uh, bullshit sessions. If he would walk out with a, a, a Trump 2020 mask, they would become a thing. In, that's what I said then. So don't ask me what I think of Chelsea Clinton saying it. God damn it. I don't give a shit. And by the way, she's right, of course, but it's too late. It's like what I just said. It's too late. He can't change. That is what he is. There's nothing there. There's no growth. The guy's fucking 72 years old and half dead. Okay. (laughs) There's nothing, there's nothing going on. It's just a, it's just a a lump of protoplasm, right? Do you see what he looks like when he's in his golf clothes? Holy shit. Oh, yeah. No, he's a big lump of potatoes. I get all that, but it's just, oh my God. Even if, I mean, to have it's it's just even hard to get the stretch from what he is to any level of humanity for for him to go you know a, a human being with real feelings and thoughts and emotions might have said eh i think this is all stupid and it's a hoax and stuff but hey i'll raise money for the campaign and maybe it'll do some people some good i mean it's a minimum i'm not asking for a high bar here you're raising money to beat sleepy joe china joe whatever the fuck it is and you're selling these stupid masks and and well, guess what? They're going to be made in China. So the Chinese people are going to love you once again. All you have to do is do that, and you could have sold millions of them. And, and you could have actually, in in the interim, saved lives. I I, I don't understand. I mean, that, that could well, have happened. You're, you're leaving out. You're leaving out part of the long-term Donald Trump, Roy Cohn, Joe McCarthy strategy, which is cruelty is the policy. Okay. Cruelty is the policy, and a mask is the opposite of cruelty. A mask is a loving, sympathetic gesture from one person to another, saying, I care enough about you to protect you from me. I can't think of a statement that's any further away from what you think of when you think of Donald Trump. I can't, it doesn't get any further than that, does it? No. That's, that's, that's five miles wide in, but in between now, that statement and, and, and Trumpism. It's cruelty I don't as want to get too the far, object. I don't want to get too far away because, again, you went off on a tangent, which is what we do. I mean, this is, this is the Brad and Brit cast. But did you really sufficiently beat up on Dr. Rand Paul? Well, again, do you want to have a separate beat up Rand Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, he earned it. I mean, there's every time, it's like, yeah. he, he's not Trump, but there is like a level where you go, oh, he's as awful as he's gonna get. Nope, there's another level. He just went down another four levels of, oh, he's fighting with Dr. Fauci. He's fighting with a guy who's literally trying to save people's lives. And he's doing it on behalf of these people that think that Dr. Fauci is leading some sort of socialist revolution in America. That's what he's doing, and it's just disgusting. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I think, that if 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 we can keep this train on the tracks going in the direction that it is going, if Joe Biden can continue to run a disciplined campaign, if the polling that we're seeing state by state by state uh, can hold and uh, we don't have a black swan event out of left field to top the black swan event of the coronavirus already, which, of course, could happen. We don't know what's Life's going to be like four or five months from now. We didn't know what it was going to be like five months ago now. So, yeah, anything could change. But uh, Tom Tillis is getting his ass kicked now mm-hmm. in most of the public polling, anywhere from, from, from six to ten points 
behind. He's an incumbent. Remember, incumbents are supposed to have a natural advantage. That's correct. But uh, when you're in the U.S. Senate from North Carolina, <laughs> maybe not, not true. Not so much, yeah. <laughs> not, not so much. But uh, uh, Mark Kelly is just killing, killing, um, uh, what's her name out in, in uh, Arizona? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so the, Mitch McConnell, I would think, would be shitting in his pants if he's honest with himself right now. And I love the news coverage of what could happen in the fall when a sentence like this is uttered. Well, Mitch McConnell could uh, could uh, have his hands full. He might not be the majority leader in the next Congress if uh, if things go... He might not be in the fucking Senate. Forget being majority leader. He'll be happy to be minority leader, which he won't be if there's a if there's a tsunami, if there's a blue wave. He's not going to be the leader of that party anymore, even as a minority party. But they say it as if it's a given that he is going to win against Amy McGrath, who I'm telling you, if 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 things look kind of bad for her about a week ago, right before the uh, uh, before the primary votes. We're, we're starting to be counted or, or the two weeks leading up to the uh, primary election in Kentucky because you had a you had a, uh, a a hard left black guy, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, uh, AOC, right? AOC was going to come in and run our state. Right? That's how they're caricaturing the guy. Although I, I heard him. He seemed pretty reasonable to me, but yeah. that's not the point. The point right. is that uh, she won and. This coincides with Donald Trump essentially becoming a traitor who ought to be taken out and be shot for being an agent of Vladimir Putin mm. as the story about the bounties for uh, 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 Taliban to kill our people in Afghanistan grows and grows and grows and grows. And he lies and makes excuses and pretends he didn't know, you know, all that. She's a Navy. She's a she's a war hero. Okay, she's a war hero girl. There's no reason why she can't beat Mitch McConnell. I would be shaking in my little boots if I was Mitch McConnell right now, wouldn't you? I I don't think he's got a way out. I don't see uh, any way out. I don't What's think he going to do? Trash her? Talk? T- t- uh, uh, describe her as uh, soft on communism? Uh, soft on the military? Uh, forget it. Forget it. She now appears to be right out of central casting to do to Mitch McConnell what dozens of Republicans suffered in 2018 in the House of Representatives, getting steamrolled by moderate Democratic women who are reasonable, who are better educated usually than the, the old farts that they're beating and have great appeal in the suburbs. And in Kentucky, I guess that means Louisville and, and Lexington and, 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 and the bigger cities there. I think he's got trouble with a capital T and that rhymes with M and that stands for McGrath. That's the no, best I could come up with. Sorry. Well, he's huge. He's in, he's in huge trouble at this point in time. Uh, <laughs> 
so you were you were talking about DeSantis in Florida. You've certainly seen there one. I was looking at the list of people that Donald Trump follows on Twitter, and it's I think forty six people, and one of those would be <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And you've seen there. Oh. I don't know if you've noticed. There's a lot of employees. I'm sorry, independent contractors <laughs> in World Wrestling Entertainment that are continuing to test positive as they push through. And of course, they were one of the ones who pushed Governor DeSantis to quote unquote reopen Florida. Yeah. Back in May, and they've done some events down there. They've tried to take some precautions, but they keep having more and more people uh, test positive for COVID-19. Keeping in mind that the people that you see or don't see, I know a lot of you are not watching, on television who are uh, in their underwear rolling around on other guys uh, oiled up, those people are independent contractors and do not have health insurance through World Wrestling Entertainment, which is a multi-billion dollar company that's traded on the New York Stock Exchange. They do not have health insurance per se. The company, in some cases, will uh, pay for the medical bills, obviously, to avoid some, some liabilities at this point because they've exposed some of these independent contractors to a very deadly, lethal disease. But as part of their deal, they are not afforded health insurance. Well, look, all of the in-your-face repudiation of the uh, intelligent ideas to try to contain the coronavirus from a few months ago that occurred in places like Florida, where the uh, wrestling exception was made, right? It was a, it was a carved-out exception for Vince McMahon because... You know, his, his, his wife is a big donor to the party and so is he. And, and she was even in the administration for a while, his wife, Linda. Um, it, it just, it's just disgraceful. And I mean, this is nothing to, to, to revel in that this is all falling apart because it's our country. It's, we're the worst country in the world at handling this situation. How did that come to be? How, how is it possible that the great United States that saved the world in, in, in 1943. How, how did that happen? How did the country that's come up with more medical progress for more people in the history of the world is unable, unable to, to, uh, garner the mass will to do what's right to, to stop this? It's, it's right there. We can see it. And, and, I'm I'm really really depressed about it. It really really depresses me. Um, I mean, this is like the, the the worst of the 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 chickens coming home to roost. I mean, you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. It wasn't my idea. But no. we have a divided country, and we have enough people. We have enough people apparently who are willing to go to the floor, go to the wall, head into the no matter what to prove some kind of libertarian ideological point against science, against good sense, and against the idea that uh, uh, we're all in this together. That's too much of a cliche. We're not all in this together. We're in it against you guys. We're in a, <laughs> right? I mean, where's your victory in this one? I don't where I, is it and and again I'll I'll go back to what I said 3 months ago eventually this will turn somebody famous needs to die from this really 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 I don't know. famous I I don't even know if that Need. does I mean I don't know if it's like some right wing icon like Ted Nugent or Kid Rock or Hank Williams Jr 
I mean, I, I don't know what it no, what somebody is that matters. Somebody that matters. <laughs> no, Ted Nugent does not matter. He does do it. To those people, he's a god. Are you kidding? Those people think that he who would who would it take from the conservative side to kill over dead? It, it can't be John Voigt because he's like a nobody. Who who? No, it's got to be a no. It's got to be a politician. You know, you know, would be uh, would go, that that asshole from from Oklahoma, James Imhoff. Yeah, that'd be the, a big the, deal. the guy that brought the snowball into the Congress yeah, uh, ten years one. ago to to tell you that there wasn't global warming, right? Um, and the, well, like uh, Dan Patrick, that lieutenant governor in Texas. Oh, that like, guy's the worst. Oh, he is just he, he never stops. Oh does my he, God! Does he think that being this way? He's even against Greg Abbott now, right? He's he is. sticking with the program. Okay, so he makes the thing, you know, yeah. he does the thing back in May about we, we're going to have to sacrifice Granny. Right. we got to get this economy rolling. And then he right. kind of backs off a little bit and goes underground for half a minute. And now <laughs> he's rocking again. He's like, yeah, we need some more Grannies to throw in the conveyor belt so we can go ahead and put them 10 feet under. And then, and Abbott's like, whoa, wait a minute. Hang on a second. This mask thing seems like a pretty good idea. It's, it, it's, uh. and, and, and like you, it's the most predictable thing possible. It's the most predictable thing ever that is if you resist wearing the mask, the numbers are going to go up. Well, it's you did just, see the uh, the the uh, tabulations from Goldman Sachs. Now, could there be a colder, more number crunching group of people than the folks from Goldman Sachs? And their calculation is that if we got 80 or 90 percent compliance on masks, that, and this is how they think, the gross domestic product, the GDP, would go up by 5%, which is a huge, that, is, that would practically be an economic recovery. That's how big of a deal 5% is, right? Because yep. they're, they're talking now about, you know, 5 to 7% drop off in the economy because of the virus. So 5% up, there you go. But it doesn't matter. We're not getting that kind of compliance, but it's so simple, it's so elegant, and it's so easy, and you have to lay it all at the uh, the big clubby feet of, of Donald Trump for, for lighting this fire and encouraging it and uh, telling the uh, people to liberate Michigan, liberate uh, Indiana. Remember those tweets? Oh, those yeah. were good ones. Oh, those were good ones when those those uh, great patriots with guns were standing outside of state capitals just demanding that every business reopen now, god damn it. I believe that was the name of their group. <laughs> reopen every business now, god damn it. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, it's – and it's – I don't know where it stops. I think we're going to see record numbers for a while. And I'm, I'm very surprised also in North Carolina that we've not been among those. We've, we've done a modicum of the stuff that's right. We've had some resistance to it. Yeah, in, but in the, the numbers here are growing fast. We're, we're not, we're not out of the woods at all. I mean, I think it's, it, it bears repeating, even under regular circumstances, the healthcare system, the hospitals, the emergency rooms, they're stretched very thin before this ever happened, before there ever was a coronavirus popping up in the United States. We were stretched paper thin when it comes to resources and this has continued to pile problem on top of problem on top of problem to healthcare workers and hospitals and doctors and nurses everybody and it, it's just mind-boggling that people wouldn't see the selfishness of what they're doing but they don't they I don't would love see it at all. to see i would love to see some some polling on 
people in the medical profession, not just doctors, not just nurses, but, but everybody. So who are you voting for in November? Who are you voting for? I mean, I, I cannot, when you see all these folks, the nurses, the doctors who are, are stretched to the limit, they're working 16, 17, 18 hour days, if they're lucky to, to, to keep up. Who are you voting for in, uh, in November? Oh, I'm voting for Trump. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because yeah, he's shown great leadership. So I, I, I listen, listen, you. folks, if your doctor is voting for Joe Biden, there's a reason. They understand <laughs> something. True. Just think about it. Just think about Again, it. Again, Joe okay. Biden, not right. perfect. Joe yeah. Biden, not even maybe great. Joe Biden, good. Yeah. And that's what we need right now. Is I, I said this to somebody the other day. If your house is on fire and you have a fire extinguisher, you go, oh, it's a good fire extinguisher. I'm going to wait till I get a great one. No, motherfucker. <laughs> you use the good fire extinguisher and you put the fire out yeah. because it's good. Yeah. But I, yeah. I have to tell you, I see the stuff that I see now when I see these banners. Oh, we love our, our frontline workers and they're, they're paying tribute to the nurses and the doctors and all this stuff. You notice that's kind of calmed down the last few weeks because you it can only has, do it so often. You can only do it, it so much. It reminds me very much of some of the empty shit that we saw at the beginning of the Iraq and the Afghanistan war. Oh, yeah. my God, we love the troops. Well, you love them until they come back and they've got PTSD, and then you have to care for them. And they've had their legs blown off, and you don't know what to do with them, and you kind of shove them over in the corner and just tell them to fend for themselves. And that's the kind of empty shit that I see right now with these, oh, we love, oh, man, we got health care here, frontline heroes and stuff. You're going to treat these people like chumps. It's You can see that coming down Broadway, that eventually what? these people are going to have PTSD and they're going to get sick and stuff, and you're going to treat them like a bunch of chumps. Well, I have to think. I think you have to do a a Venn diagram kind of uh, cross purpose uh, series of polls on uh, people who stand on their balconies, uh, people who applaud, people who think that uh, jet flyovers to salute the hospital workers are the greatest thing. And how do you feel about wearing a mask? Okay. Think about it. could could there could you sit there and applaud what medical workers are having to go through right now and then say but I'm not wearing a mask because it's an infringement on my freedom what kind <laughs> what kind of sicko w- w- would be that way I'm sure there are some but I just I, yeah. and I don't know how you even try to like sensibly uh, I don't even know how you sensibly get back to let me just finish with this one because we're we're running short on time and Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois. Announcing today she'll hold up the confirmation of more than a thousand military promotions until Defense Secretary Mark Esper confirms the promotion of impeachment witness Colonel, uh, Ar- Army Lieutenant Colonel Ar- Alexander Vindman, and he's going to go up to full Colonel. He has, of course, had all the requirements. He has gotten, you know, tremendous reviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she says, uh uh-uh. Train comes to a halt until you do what's right to this guy. And you have to listen back to his words when he was testifying. And he told his father, I'll be okay, Dad, for telling the truth. That's what he said. So Tammy Duckworth is 100% right. She's an American hero, speaking of people who, who suffered in the war. And I'm glad she's doing this. And she should hold Mark Esper to the fire. And he should absolutely do the right thing, even if Donald Trump kicks and screams and throws a tantrum and holds his breath and passes out. I'm so happy that she's doing this. I don't think that uh, he has any choice, and Trump doesn't have any choice except to cave, because I doubt, although, again, 
we're talking about Trump here, and cruelty is the calling card. And if cruelty involves screwing over who a thousand people that you think deserve something in service to punishing one person who you want to make a public example of, they might stick with it. They might screw over a thousand people just to, to keep trying to twist the knife into Vinman, don't you think? I, yeah, absolutely. But I, again, but I, I, they, they obviously should 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 cave right now and do the right thing. But again, the phrase "do the right thing" uh, does not apply in in this discussion about anything having to do with Trump. Brad and Brit.com.